Blog Talk Radio. It's Music Friday from Los Angeles, California. It's the end of the week program where you choose the hot new upcoming bands you want to hear and we put them on the air. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan, broadcasting every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern on the Blog Talk Radio Network, the Cyber Station USA Network, and our radio affiliates. And incidentally, there's been a time change for those of you who listen to us on Cyber Station. They're moving us to 8 o'clock. But uh, for everybody else, it's live at 2 p.m. Eastern. Well, today we're going to be talking with two great talents. That's right, two great talents today. We're going to be talking with the Prince of Guitar Shredding, Xander Demas. He's going to join us to tell us how he does those remarkable things on a guitar. And at 2.30, a Renaissance queen of African beats and American blues and theater, Diane Cameron. Two very different artists are going to make for one very interesting show today. And don't forget, this is your show These bands are here to talk with you, so call in 347-215-7511, that's 347-215-7511, or you can email your questions and comments to musicfridaylive at gmail.com, don't forget the live, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. We're also on the chat room. Let's see, the chat room is about to open up. Uh, yes, yes, the chat room is now opening up. So if you're listening to us on Blog Talk, you know where the chat room is. It's right there in front of you on your computer. And also you can hit us on Twitter. We are at Music Friday Live, and you can throw in the hashtag Music Friday. We'll see it. So that's Music Friday Live, hashtag It's just Music Friday, and we're at Music Friday Live. So there's lots of different ways that you could talk to the the bands today. Now, I want to remind you that if you know of a hot new band that you think should be on the radio on Music Friday Live, tell us. Go to our website musicfriday.nationbuilder.com that's musicfriday.nationbuilder.com click on the your choice tab it's right there on the top and put in their name in the little nomination form it takes you about 10 seconds or maybe 20 and it could put a band that you've discovered on the air and incidentally incidentally while you're there while you're at music friday .nationbuilder.com. Take a look around. Especially take a look at the reviews. Leave us some comments on the reviews. Give us some suggestions on the show. And don't forget to uh, nominate your favorite band there. Speaking of favorite bands, if you're in Southern California, or actually if you're anywhere in the country, and you're a professional musician, or you love music, or you're, an am- or, or you're a very advanced amateur musician, musician NAM is in town. That's N-A-M-M, the National Association of Music Merchants, and they are in town, and boy, this is a big deal. They took over the Anaheim Convention Center and lots of different clubs, too. They're going to be playing at the Whiskey A-Go-Go, and incidentally, for those of you in Southern California, the, the famous, fabulous, legendary Whiskey A-Go-Go is celebrating its 50th anniversary. Can you believe that? That club has been around longer than most of you have been alive. So 50th anniversary for the Whiskey A Go-Go, and NAM is in town. So if you haven't ever been to NAM and you're a, a professional or a hot amateur musician and you want to take a look at all the gear and listen to bands and go to all the celebrations, check them out on the web. And also, the Grammys are coming up. That's right. The Grammys are here on the 26th. They're going to be broadcast on CBS. And I'm going to the Moja Moja pre-Grammy brunch. That's right. It's a fundraiser for Oxfam or, and for the Darfur Stoves Project. There's going to be a lot of musicians there. I'm going to go see my friend Irene Diaz, but there's going to be a lot of musicians. If you're interested in going, I think they still have some seats left. 
So check them out on the web. That's the Moja Moja pre-Grammy lunch. If you're in Southern California, it's on, it's going to be on Saturday. It's actually a brunch. Saturday at 11 o'clock. It's a really good cause, and you'll get to meet a lot of great musicians, and you'll also get to hear a lot of great music. That's the Moja Moja, M-O-J-A, M-O-J-A, pre-Grammy brunch there on the, the web. So that'll keep you busy. Well, right now, we are a little busy, too, so we're going to take a, um, a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking to the best guitar shredder in the world, or at least that's my opinion, and I have a feeling after you hear him, it'll be your opinion, too. Don't go away. You're listening to Music Friday Live. Cameo Entertainment Group and CyberStation USA are now part of Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. With Stitcher, you can listen to live programming as well as archive radio programming right on your phone. To obtain Stitcher, just go to the App Store for your particular phone. Go to search, then type in Stitcher. That's Stitcher, S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. Then download. It's that simple. Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. Convenient access to live and archive CyberStation USA programming on your mobile phone. That's Stitcher, S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. CyberStation USA, always on the go. I'm Patrick O'Heffernan. I'm host of Music Friday Live, and I want to welcome our radio listeners. And I'd like to give a special shout-out to our FM listeners. We're not just on AM and online. We've also got some FM listeners. They're up there in Ashland, Oregon. They're on KSKQ FM in Ashland, Oregon. And Ashland, Oregon, incidentally, is a great college town. It's also a great theater town, too. They put on the best Shakespeare festival in the country. So if you get a chance on, in, during the summer and you want to see some great Shakespeare Go up to Ashland, Oregon, and tune in to KSKQ-FM. You'll hear Music Friday Live. Everybody, join us by email at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. And you know what? I've already got some emails here. There must be fans of Xander Demas uh, out there who are ready to go because I'm already getting emails for him. Um, that's Music Friday Live at gmail.com. You can also call in 424-675-6806. And after the show, check out our website, musicfriday.nationbuilder.com. Well, listening to Xander Demas is an experience like none other. At first you say to yourself, how is it possible that anyone can move that fast on a guitar? And then you realize what you're listening to involves a whole lot more than speed. It's musical magic that creates a smooth, flowing landscape of epic legend and dark poetry. Yes, it's heavy metal and fast, ripped gunslinger guitar, but it's also melody that rises out of the speed. What Xander does is not just metal or thrash or shred or rock. It's its own thing and a thing of beauty. It takes a special skill to play with that speed. It takes a special talent to turn that speed into melody, and it takes a special artistry to combine them both into a musical landscape. Xander Demis does it all. Xander, welcome to Music Friday Live. Thank you. That was a, thank you for that intro, too. Man, that's, uh, can I copyright that and you know, I just have you know, give you credit on that? Uh, sure. Is that for all my known. promos? <laughs> <laughs> well, as Henry Kissinger used to say, it has the adva- added advantage of being true. Nice, nice. Um, well, thank you. That, that was very nice. It was a very nice compliment. Well, uh, well, you know, there's there's no substitute, Xander, for listening to your music. And so, uh, before we get going, I want to play a cut from your new EP, Guitar Arcadia, so folks who've not heard, who've not heard your music, have an idea of of what all the 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 shouting I'm doing is about. And um, then we can talk about it a little bit. So here is White Knuckle Driving. Cool.
Now, Xander, I, I know that that uh, song got uh, single airplay all over the world. How did you go from a kid in Pittsburgh to a guitar player heard around the world? Did you always know you had that skill, or did you just love the music so much you set out to learn it? Um, well, I mean, basically, my roots are really in Florida, and I was already, you know, a guitar player of about 10 years when I, when I moved, uh, moved to Pittsburgh so 21 years ago. And, um, you know, back then, I, I kind of I took it serious, but I, don't, I didn't really know how to advance anything forward um, back then. And plus, I mean, the style of guitar playing that I'm, that I'm doing, you know, is, it was not popular and it was actually deemed uncool in the music industry for a little while. And um, it was only until, like, the Internet, you know, kind of came alive that, you know, people just said, you know, I, don't, I really don't want to listen to what the radio MTV, MTV, you know, tells me I should listen to, you know? And uh, it just became one of those uh, situations where, um, you know, I'm very fortunate and very lucky to have been able to, uh, uh, you know, take advantage of, you know, I, I guess of reaching out and, and moving and advancing my style of music forward. So well, I, I, I guess that it, became, it became a little bit more evident, I think, maybe like 10 years ago, probably. Well, we're certainly glad you did, obviously. <laughs> um, I, also, I also noticed um, and that you are known as a gear geek. A gear, you, yours is one of the few websites that not only lists the guitars you play, but the amps and the cases and the pickups and the pedals and other stuff. Now, I know that yep. some of this is for commercial reasons, but I get the feeling right. that to play at your level, you need to be really precise about your equipment and you have to know everything that's out there, even make it yourself. How much of your time do you spend buying and testing gear? Um, you know what? That's a great question. I, I do spend a, a lot of time with that because, <clears throat> in all honesty, I think one of my biggest problems is, or not the biggest problems, but the biggest pet peeve of mine, inconvenience by equipment. Um, you know, not to basically disparage uh, any of these other guitar companies that you know that, that are out there, but I mean, you know, there, there's just some things that you know some of these some of these guitars uh, or amps, something like that. You know, there's some things they can do and there's some things they can't do. And in all honesty, um, there have been a lot. You know, a lot of times when I, especially like at the NAMM show, like when, you know, you get to test out to equipment and all that kind of stuff. I mean, that is, you know, for a person like me, that's like the ultimate. Uh, playground, and I do spend you know a good amount of time. And yes, you're right. The the equipment that I do seek out, it has to it has to be able to um, kind of meet you know standards that I have. And I mean, it, it, it coincidentally, it also meets the standards of you know very famous people like Steve Vai and other guitar players like that. You know. Well, I know that you have a, a line of signature guitars. Uh, could you tell us about that? Yeah, uh, David Thomas McNaught um, is a phenomenal uh, luthier out of North Carolina, and I've been you know playing his guitars and working with him for uh, for quite some time. And uh, a few years back, he he decided to uh, you know kind of take it upon himself and bestow the honor to me um, to to build a, a line of guitars that were that are sort of kind of indicative of a vision that I had of a guitar that was like both modern and, you know, sort of retro. So like the modern part of it comes in like the finishes, but the retro is like, you know, like the super straps of the eighties. Well, I've had friends who, who, who build guitars uh, and they uh -huh. trained for that. This is, this is, this is an art form. Did, did you train to learn how to build guitars? No, no, not me, not me. No, I, I can't build a guitar. <laughs> I, guess, I, I can set one up. Yeah. Well, I, I, I helped Dave kind of design what I wanted, and then he what he did was he just said, "Look, here's the here's the vision I think you want." <laughs> okay. All right. And then, uh, and then, he, then he nailed it. You know. Okay. Well, we have we're getting emails here uh, from uh, listeners, and uh, there's one here that is very apropos, and it's from Pussyfoot in Austin. And Pussyfoot writes, "I've always wanted to ask a guitar player this: What the heck is in all of that stuff that you put your feet on?" 
and I think she means all the the uh, the switches, gadgets, pedals, tremolos, etc. that you have in the box at your feet when you play. Yeah, I mean, basically, it's it's all it's it's pretty much all um, like a pedal board, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that and, and that pedal board, you know, in my case, it, it has just a couple of uh, foot pedals, like for like a wah and a volume pedal, and essentially, um, like it, it switches programs on a on a on a program I have called the um, or a device I have called the Axe Effects Two by Fractal Audio. Um, sometimes I put my uh, foot up on a monitor when I'm playing a solo because it's I don't know it's comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, whatever it is you do, it works. And here's, and here's another example of how well it works. This is Under a Darkened Sky. Well, I'd like to talk more gear with you, and we will talk more gear with you, but, but, but I want to just ask you about that song, because that, that song really kind of strikes me. It's, it's an epic story, but it sounds like it also might be personal. Now, I say epic when I hear lines like, ancient voice whispers through the heaven and the earth, and lost souls will seek to find, new star will arise, and herald of angels come light, earth, and sky. And then yeah. you tell us, I still believe we'll make it through the winds of change. Um, what are the winds of change, <laughs> and, and who's going to be making it through them? Well, in all, in all honesty, that song started life as a song about the Matrix trilogy, the movies. Okay. So, so the lyrics are kind of like a they're kind of like a hybrid of that. And the the guy that I work with on that song, his name is Kevin Razzle, he's a phenomenal vocalist, as you can hear. Um, he had a uh, he wanted to explore. Like he, he's really like big in the Native American thing, so he sort of um, he sort of combined like the Native American premise with with like the Matrix, uh, wow. and, and, and it's it, it, so it's kind of like a very it's just a very strange story. And when we when we listen to the, all the stuff on the way, you know, like on the playbacks and everything, it almost has its own like science fictionish kind of. Uh, you know, kind of, kind of like underpinnings that you, that somebody could like kind of write a movie about, sort of like a, you know, like a, a not nothing a galaxy far, far away, but more like a, a you know, an area uh, of the universe that has you know like a similar you know Earth planet, and it's it was supposed to be like a very you know celestial, you know, kind of tune and all that stuff. So I mean, he just. He was very eccentric in his writing, and you know I'm not much of a lyricist at all. So well, I, I wrote pretty much all, all the melodies and the lyrics and everything like that, and he kind of took he took it from there. I, I'm, I'm sorry, melodies and like riffing and all that, and lyrics was sort of like his thing. Uh, I came up well, with the title, and then he just kind of took it from there. Well, that answers a lot of emails uh, that I've gotten who want to know what comes first, the lyrics or the music. Uh, we're talking with uh, Xander Demas, and we're playing cuts from his new album, Guitarcadia. You can call in and talk to him, 347-215-7511. You can email us, as many of you are, at musicfridaylive at gmail.com, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. And a little later uh, in the show, we're going to give you a phone number that will t- you can call to find out how you can get solar power on your house with no money down. So just keep that pen and pencil ready. We're going to talk to you a little later about our sponsor. Um, Another email, another gear email, and this is from um, Mustafa in St. Paul, and he wants to know, how much difference does the kind of uh, pickup mic make in your guitars? Uh, a lot. It, it, makes, it makes a great deal of difference because um, depending on what, you're, what, what kind of music you're playing, uh, you, you, have to, you have to select something that is, go- is going to be... Um, complementary to the guitar and the types of woods that it has, as well as the type of music that you intend on playing. So there's all, there's all kinds of pickups that'll do like virtually 
any kind of music, and then there's there's pickups that'll do just metal. There's ones that sound better for country and blues and etc. And uh, you have to be very selective. Personally, I go for the ones that are sort of like the the all-in-one type of choice. And I'll bet you have um, a lot LA. of pickups. Um, I have. I play like in the Sir guitars. I play the Doug Aldrich series. And then in my signature guitars, I use EMGs for the seven strings. And the six-string version I have, I use uh, Seymour Duncan's. And the Duncan's that I use are very high output, but it's roll the volume back. You, they clean up nicely. So you can play like a, you know, almost like 80s pop, where it's, where it's somewhat distorted but not, you know, super high gain. Well, it is um, any of what you just said uh, with regards to the kinds of pickups you use, is that on your website at all? Yes, it is, actually, okay. because um, I, there, I think there's also a section where I've, I've broken out, where I intend on breaking out the guitars and the guitars that I'm, that I'm using and what, the, what they have. Like, as of right now, I actually have two, two signature guitars for two different companies. Um, David Thomas McNaught basically makes me the signature guitars, you know, with, with the shape, you know, that you see, like, on the, on the main picture of my website, but... Brian Moore Guitars has just begun uh, constructing it. I'm, I'm part of their artist ambassador program. So what they're doing is they're kind of taking all of my pedigree information from a guitar that I might be interested in playing, per se, and putting it on one of their models. So it's kind of like it's not a Xander Demith signature guitar. It's just an artist, like sort of like an artist appreciation guitar. They're actually very cool about that. Okay. So that's like well, something new that's going on. I have another technique question for you. This is kind of an interesting one. Um, Masters in Austin wants to know, how different is what you do on a guitar from acoustic picking, flamenco, or classical guitar playing? There's an interesting question. Um, you know what? Not much different. I mean, I wish I, I wish I used my fingers, you know, in the flamenco style, like, a little bit more. Um, but what I do is I do, like, a lot of what's called hybrid picking, where you are like picking, you know, notes with uh, your, with your fingers. Like for example, when I'm doing scale runs on the last three strings, if I'm going across like the strings going from like lowest to highest, I tend to use my my middle finger and my ring finger to sort of pluck those strings um, instead of using the pick because that way the pick stays a little bit closer. And if I'm if I'm going to do like a sweep movement or something like that, I can I can I can keep it low. It's kind of a strange thing, and I, I've already been asked to do like kind of do a demo of that. Um, and there are, I think, there are other people that sort of do the similar, um, that similar type of technique. And you can find some of that on YouTube. But I'm, I do promise I will get that up on YouTube just to kind of explain uh, better what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, which which so, brings up a question that I had uh, as a former college professor. I know that teaching can be very rewarding, and I know that you teach. Now, I don't think I've I had have, an yeah. artist of your statue, stature on the air who also teaches. Why do you teach? Why do you want to show other people how to do what you do? Well, I think um, probably one of the main reasons is because um, I, had, I had some good teachers growing up, and I think that some people can appreciate, um, you know, if somebody can show them, because I've also had... When I started growing up and I was playing guitar, I also had, like, a lot of detractors. A lot of people say, oh, you know, you're, you ought to give it up. You're not that good, blah, blah, blah. There's <laughs> all this good competition and stuff like that. And I think, you know, basically what it was, I think some people get stuck in ruts. And I know, for me, I have been stuck in certain playing ruts. And then one day you just, you know, you end up playing, and all of a sudden, wow, my playing ruined leaves some bounds here. You know, how'd that happen? Wow. Like that kind of thing. You know, okay. and sometimes if you... You just start to practice something. You're practicing like a, a picking exercise or chord, you know, chord exercise or something like that, chord, chord changes or whatever. And the next thing you know, your fingers, your, your right and left hands have the syncopation they need. It's like, wow, you know, I guess that, you know, that, that lesson actually paid off. I mean, you just have to be disciplined. Um, you know, there's a reason why Musicians Institute on Hollywood, like GIT and all those, companies, all those places, they can, they can compress and, and cram all that stuff into one year. Because they teach you, they teach you how to learn. You know well, what I mean. And and, that's, and what I've done is, what's that? 
I said, obviously, it works very well because you've learned how to learn, and uh, your music is a great example of it. I want to I want to play a little bit more of your music too out out of the new album. This is uh, Guitarcadia. Now, now that's 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 what I mean. That is, uh, to, to me, that's the best guitar shredding in the world. Um, you know, as this conversation has progressed, I get the pre- the impression that you're a very busy guy. You you've got two bands. You play with others. You're on tour. You teach. You design guitars. Where do you get time to do all this stuff? I don't know. <laughs> I just I, I, I you know what my my regular job kind of. Uh, yeah, it demands that I, that I be sort of a master of um, of time management, I guess you could say. <laughs> and, you have a regular uh, job, addition to all this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. I, I know a lot of people are like, "Wait, a minute, you're not a musician full time?" And I mean, ultimately, I'm working towards that, you know. But uh-huh. I digress. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, obviously, your time management skills are, are extremely good, but. Uh, uh, I just played a a piece from from your new album Guitarcadia, uh, the title track, and uh, it sounds deceptively simple, but I, I have a feeling it's not that simple, and I have a feeling that the whole album took you a while to put together, or or did it? Did it just sort of flow out? Uh, you know, honestly, it did because Guitarcadia, when that was released two years ago, that album was um, uh, kind of a I guess you could say it was a a combination of a whole bunch of older material, you know, that mm-hmm. I sort of re-engineered and rethought. And I wrote a few songs for the album because if I had just done like some of the older songs, I could have put together an entire album, but I didn't want to do that. I wanted to, I wanted to also take a fresh perspective and do some, um, you know, do some, uh, do some new stuff. And, um, so I wrote the song Guitar Arcadia, for example, was written for the album. It wasn't like an old song. So as I was, you know, in the middle of recording that, I was putting stuff together, and that one, the main melody from that kind of was already something I had in mind for like another song. So I said, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and take that, and I'm going to, I'm going to use it in the, in, in the title track. Uh, I'm like, wait, Uncle Driving used to be, I used to be in a progressive metal band back in the mid-90s, mid and um that was actually the main, like the, all the parts of White Knuckle Driving that you hear were actually taken from that song where there wasn't vocals. So it actually turned out to be a cool instrumental when it was all said and done. So, you know, the new album, Dancing Through Daggers, that we're putting together now um, is, is really, uh, it's mostly new material. So it's kind of cool. Um, well, what the, you're the doing, Katie, like I said, is an old one. In the media industry, is called repurposing, and it's, uh, it, it's a way of yeah. taking creative content and using it in many different ways. Uh, and incidentally, you just mentioned that you're putting together a new album um, called Dancing with Daggers, and I happen to have the song Dancing with Daggers up in the jukebox. Let me play a little bit of it, and you can tell us about that and also your upcoming tour. Now that's dancing through daggers. You say you, you're working on an on a uh, an album, and that'll be the title track of it. That is the title track. Yes. Any any thoughts about when it might be ready? We're we're going to do an EP. We're going to basically put out a, a four to six song EP, um, and that that can be done for, like within the next couple of months. But we're looking at the 
uh, like a full release of the album probably towards the fall, um, late summer, fall, because we, we need to basically have the time to make sure. Now, we're doing, um, or make sure we can finish, but we're doing uh, some, some really big shows in the fall, um, so we want to, we would like to have the whole album done so we can go out there with fresh material. Okay. Well, uh, I want everybody, we're just about out of time, and I want to make sure that everybody knows where they can get their music and also where they can find out about your shows. So you want to, want to tell us the best way to get your music? <clears throat> the best way is to go to my website, xanderdemus.com, um, and from there you will see you know, links to like the store um, or play, you know, the bigger places where you can go, like Amazon and, and iTunes and places like that, uh, where you can download everything. Okay, and your tour schedule is going to be up there too. I know you've got a, a date tomorrow. Aren't you going to be at the Freedom Extreme Dance Team tryouts tomorrow? In yeah, Trenton? we're we're going to be there. We're we're actually yeah, it's like a fan appreciation thing that's going on, and uh, uh, there's a, some media outlets that were that we played with before, and they invited us to come back, and um, so we're going to be uh, pulling out of here at five o'clock today, and you know, uh, getting to bed early because we're playing early tomorrow, so it's gonna it's gonna be good. I want I want everybody to 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 note that this is a rock musician who said he's getting to bed early. I <laughs> 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 right. have to. And, uh, uh, I'm not any younger. Uh, join the club. On uh, May 23rd, you're also going to be um, playing with Primal Fear in Pittsburgh. I know that you're going to be at the Altar Bar. So if you're in Pittsburgh, yep. check them out at the Altar Bar. And, uh, you know, uh, I wanted to talk to you about your your uh, work for animal rights and uh, the uh, ASPCA. We didn't get a chance to do that, so tell you what. Uh, will you come back on the air when, you're, uh, when you've got your new album out and we can talk about that and the, uh, the animal rights? Yeah, absolutely. That would be great. Okay. Well, I want to <clears throat> thank you so much, uh, Xander, for, for, for spending the time with us today, and uh, I'm looking forward to that new album. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. I, I had a great time talking to you. Thank you. <clears throat> We're going to be back in just a minute with the, uh, the, the queen of African beats and American soul, so don't go away. We're going to take a quick break. Stay tuned. You're listening to Music Friday. Cameo Entertainment Group and Cyber Station USA are now part of Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. With Stitcher, you can listen to live programming as well as archive radio programming right on your phone. To obtain Stitcher, just go to the App Store for your particular phone. Go to search, then type in Stitcher. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. Then download. It's that simple. Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. Convenient access to live and archive Cyber Station USA programming on your mobile phone. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. Cyber Station USA. Always on the go. Music Friday Live always loves to hear from you. You can call in 347-215-7511. That's 347-215-7511. Or you can email us. A lot of people emailed us. And I, I want to say I, I apologize to all those people who, uh, whose emails came in too late for our last guest. But you can go to his website and shoot him an email there. There's a form there you can use. And also, uh, for those all of you who asked where do you find out about his guitars, they're on his website. Okay? All right. Now, I want to give you a quick uh, word from our sponsor, our sponsor, Solar City. Solar power, as you know, is a huge win-win for homeowners, but a lot of people are reluctant to take the plunge into solar because the upfront costs. Well, with Solar City, you can go solar with zero upfront cost. All you need is approved credit. That's right. Solar City will come out and install a solar system on your home for free and you only have to pay for the power you use, just like you pay right now from your utility company, but you pay a lot less because the sun's making it. That's right. The sun's making a lot of your electricity, and I know because I had a solar system installed in my house. Solar City pays for the system. They insure the system. They maintain the system. All you have to do is enjoy the savings. So if you've been ready for solar, but solar hasn't been ready for you, it is now at Solar City, which is America's number one clean energy provider. And I told you to have a pencil and paper ready for a phone number, and that phone number is 909-618-6937. That's 909 909- 618-6937. And when you call, you're going you're gonna to talk to Tina. 
Tina knows that I'm telling you to call her, so it's okay. And when you get her, when you call her, tell her I sent you. Tell her Music Friday, Patrick O'Heffernan sent you, and she will give you a discount. That's right. So that's 909-618-6937, and tell Tina that Music Friday, Patrick O'Heffernan told you to call. Well, when you listen to Diane Cameron's music, if you close your eyes, you're not really sure where you are, or more accurately, you think you're in West Africa or the Caribbean, or you could be in Atlanta, Georgia, or Alabama. Wherever it is, her music takes you places. It's soft and rhythmic, it's bluesy, but, and it's jazzy, and it's a lot more. Diane does not seem to draw the line between music, theater, art, teaching, and life. She's produced videos and CDs, written songs and books, performed plays, and founded performing arts music programs. And she's traveled the world picking up sounds and stories along the way. Whatever she does, she brings music and life together. Diane Cameron, welcome to Music Friday Live. Thank you, Patrick. I'm so glad to be here. I've been looking forward to it all week. Well, so have I, actually. <laughs> all right. uh, Diane, you've got so many projects going, uh, either ongoing or planned or just finished. It's hard to know where to start. So, I want to start with your music, and your music okay. feels it feels bluesy, but um, it's a lot more than that. So I'd like to start with this particular song, and let's listen to a, a minute or, or so of it, so our uh, our audience knows what I'm ta- what I'm so excited about, and then we can come back and talk about it. Um. That is so beautiful and so kind of mysterious and exotic, and yet it's it's also familiar. Can you tell us about that song? Well, I sure can. Uh, in 2004, I had the marvelous opportunity of a lifetime, I would say, to, to visit uh, Mother Africa for the first time. And it's something that you have to experience um, you can tell people about your travels, what you saw, and and you know who you met, and this and that. But the full essence of being in Africa cannot be told; uh, it has to be experienced. So when I came back and came back home, I started to work on a an album that would be befitting to be able to tell the stories musically of what I experienced in uh, West Africa, and Gonvier was one of them. Did you want you want to hear the, the meaning? Absolutely. <laughs> okay, all right. Gonvier, it's like a, a village in Benin, and uh, right now it probably has a population of about maybe 20,000 people, but it's entirely built in water. It's the houses are on stilts, the, the market, they're on stilts, and the people, they get around the village uh, by water, by boat. So we had a chance to go and visit and and, sp- and speak with the people and and even go in some of their homes, and it was such a... I can't even begin to put in words, Patrick, how I felt being there. It's like being in another world because it was such a community of, of love and of togetherness and oneness and sharing. So I, I found out that uh, the story behind Gambier was that they had some enemies who were chasing the residents 
uh, around the village, and there was an edict that the enemies could not go in water. Um, so the people to flee and to obtain safety, they went into the water and built their homes and stayed there so they were free from the enemy. And so I just felt like, you know, that was the meaning for the lyrics. You know, my my soul is in your water. I'll never go away. It was a, a place of refuge, a place of safety. Well, well, well that, ex- that explains um, the, the comfort uh, that's in that song. And I've been to West Africa. I've been to Senegal. And I've, uh, I've experienced the same kind of warmth and familiarity and, and hospitality that you talk about. Now, you were in Benin, which is another West African country. Uh, you were an artist in residence. Can you tell me about the program that you were in and, and, and also how that affected your music? Um, I think I would have done... It's something that was bestowed upon me as, as an honor. Um, it came after my visit. Uh, the state of Alabama um, designated me as a USA artist in residence to Benin, which just meant that I would go to Benin um, basically every year or as often as I could to work with the artist in music and um, theater and dance and be somewhat the representative to the country to bring back the news of their artists and to uh, work with the State Department and in getting their artists to come to the United States as well. So it was it was like a cultural exchange. Well, I never would have uh, thought that uh, Alabama would uh, do a cultural exchange with a country in West Africa, and, and I'm glad they do. Uh, you also traveled to South Africa, and you were with uh, an international music organization, Cora, which is also the name of a stringed instrument that originates in West Africa. What was that about, and, and, and how did that affect your music? It was a Cinderella story. <laughs> the same <laughs> okay. album that I'm talking about, um, after it was written... Um, and produced, someone gave it to someone else who gave it to someone else. You know how that works. And I received a call one day that said that I had been nominated for the United States artist uh, in diaspora to come to uh, Durban and Johannesburg and compete with other artists. So I'm thinking, okay, well, who are, who are these artists? And then they said, well, it's Mariah Carey. Will Smith and 50 Cent. So I screamed for about 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you were competing with those people? <laughs> I'm like, I'm sitting here. I'm, a, you know, I'm baking cookies. I'm doing grandma stuff. I'm getting ready to go to Walmart. You know, then this news comes. And it's like, huh? I'm not, you know. <laughs> so, you know, that, that just put me on a whole nother spin. And, I mean, it's just been, you know, a wonderful journey um, traveling and sharing my music and meeting other artists and, you know, just uh, creating a, a network of family. We're talking with uh, Diane Cameron, and you could talk with her too. You can call in 347-215-7511, or you can email in. You can email us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. And I, wanna, I, I have to ask you, um, did you win? No, I didn't win. Um, Will Smith won for Switch. But you know, in a strange way, it wasn't even about the win. Although that would have been nice. I'm not going to be that humble. (laughs) (laughs) But it was, you know, I was sitting in the room and it was was, um, sort of similar to like the Academy Awards. It was just that that large and that opulent and beautiful uh, people and the music. And there were celebrities of Missy Elliott and Shaggy and and, and there I am, and I'm and I'm sitting there at the table with other people who, you know, are very accomplished. I'm like, how did I get? Did I click my heels three times, and or what? But well, it was you, just, you know, something I'll never forget. I imagine not. And of course, you got you got to meet all those people. Well, mm-hmm. along the way, um, I would like to. Uh, you, you wrote some songs, and one of those songs has really affected me, and it's this one. It's "Don't Judge."
Now, what album is that from? That's called Don't Judge. What album is that from? That's from Flower Child. Flower Child. You've got three albums out plus a Christmas compilation. You want to tell our audience what they are? Um, the first one was This Woman's Heart. That was my venture into R.B. Um, kind of jazz, uh, tinged R.B., uh, neo, what they call neo-soul, light jazz. Mm-hmm. That was my uh, first entry into the, the the world of music, and then the second one was um, a flower child, and then the third one was the reconciliation, which is uh, a an offering, if you will, in forgiveness and in, in bringing the diaspora from all over the world together. You know, okay. not looking back on the past, not forgetting it, but healing from it and moving forward. Well, that particular song, uh, did you, first of all, did, did you meet the woman that you're singing about? No, she, she was in, was in my head. <laughs> she okay. was in my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that particular song, uh, you know, that, that could be the United States or Europe. It doesn't have to be Africa, yeah. which is the woman you're singing about there. So you, right. I think you've achieved something universal as, as well as beautiful there. Now, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but as you progress in your career, your music has become a little more ethereal, a little more exotic, a little more international. Uh, is that true, or am I hearing things? No, you're right. Okay. Has that been on purpose, or has that just happened? I think that's what's in me, um, Patrick. I, I think I'm a... Um, thinker, I'm a very reflective person, very, very emotional. And so when I go places and see people and meet people, you know, I get these these musical concepts about them or about the place or about an event. And the only way that I can um, express it is through, through the music. So that's why a lot of them are teaching, you know, songs or songs or, you know, that talk about experiences and and that type, you know, all of it, most of it, the songs have some kind of a message. And, uh, and, you and know, you, from, that, from that my, message. My, you know, like my musical interpretation of it. Yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, that's all. I was going to say that, that you, one of the things I like about your music is that your messengers are clear, but they're not didactic at all. You you paint right. a picture for us from which we learn rather than you telling us something. Um, and that's part of being a good teacher, which brings me to my next question. I understand that you're currently attached to my old employer, Georgia Tech. Now, yes. what's, a, what's an artist like you doing in one of the top engineering schools in the country? <laughs> I'm trying to figure that out, too, I guess. They heard about me going to South Africa. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> things like that happen. Well, they um, they were uh, recruiting resource teachers who could bring um, some type of craft or, or art or um, some type of hobby in the in the terms of the, to give the students a chance to get away from the traditional. Uh, academia, if you will, and to be able to just relax and enjoy themselves. So my offering was uh, theater. And so we began to, um, to to write plays together and, you know, my, and my uh, students were teachers, the faculty and the students. So it was, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. It's something that they do every year and they just started it maybe about four years ago. And there's a plethora of, of offerings. I guess if you go on the Georgia Tech website, it's you know you can you can see uh, some of the things that they offer. Well, I, I will I will yeah. have to do that. Were, were any of your students engineers? Uh, yes, um, I had some students from China who were engineers. 
inter- very interesting. <laughs> very interesting. Well, I know you're now working on a new play called Trash Talkin', which is connected to another one of your accomplishments, which is a degree in environmental <laughs> science. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you want to tell us about the the degree in environmental science for a musician um, and then what trash talking is all about. I mean, this gets better all the time. Okay. okay. You know, I'm very interested in the environment and, you know, I was, you know, uh, you know, kind of really like a student of Al Gore's uh, Inconvenient Truth and, you know, just, you know, being natural and the ecology and all of that. Even when Marvin Gaye's What's Going On, I mean, you, you know, that piqued my interest back in the 70s. So my interest in the ecology and in the environment, I meld that with the art by creating characters um, and scenarios that teach and educate about being good stewards of the earth through music, art, and dance. Okay. Now the the trash talking play, what's that going to be about? Um, The trash talking, this is... Okay. There's there are four best friends and they're they're all garbage. One's a milk carton, one's a new crumpled newspaper, broken glass, and a soda can. And they live at the dump in a discarded uh, dump truck. And they emote and sing and dance about wanting a second chance in life through recycling. And so the trash talking is because they're the trash and they're the ones that are telling the story, you know, we, we're given an opportunity to see recycling from a, a whimsical, animated type of uh, setting where we are the audience to the garbage that talks. Well, that you've just answered part of a question that we got from uh, – uh, one of your fans in email. This is from Mystic Man in San Diego, and he's and he wants to know if you uh, work with little children. It sounds like you do. Yes, we took our, our premiere um, cast, if you will, debuted the play on Hilton Head, South Carolina. How cool is that? Oh yes, <laughs> for the for their Earth Day uh, celebration, and we're looking for a location. To for this year, we haven't um, we haven't locked in a place yet. But what we do when we find out where we're going to be, we go in and we use the people in the community, so that um, you know we you know it, it creates a community and we, they get a buy-in to the show because they're part of it. They're not just watching, spectating. They're actually part. They are the cast the crew, the stage people, the lighting, and and what have the set design and all of that. And it's really, really interesting to see how people visualize a what a landfill looks like and then creates it. Everybody has a different idea, and it's always fun to, to you know, to be a part of that. Well, well, Mystic Man also wants to know if your play will be available for children in other schools to uh, produce. Uh, yes, um, that is the another step. I'd like to to multiply what I can do as far as you know going on location. We need to create them. I'm, I'm speaking with um, uh, another partner right now who's in India, who's trying to create it on an animated basis. It's like a training hmm. tape and then hmm. an animated tape, and we'll be able to have that available. Right okay. now, if, if Mystic, Mystic Man wants me to come to San Diego, <laughs> is, uh, is that where he, he is? <laughs> uh, well, that's where he says he is. Uh, she should go to your website, then I, I guess, and uh, get in touch with you. And is, is your website the best way for people to contact you? Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and you want to give them the, uh, the website? It's www.diane, D-I-A-N-E, Cameron C A M E R O N A R T I S T R Y dot com. Diane Cameron Artistry. All right. Well, Bromfields in Austin wants to know how were you received in Africa? How did they react to your music? (laughs) 
if I could if I could if I could tell you in words, I'd start crying. The most loving, the most humble. I was so honored and and esteemed and it was just so unlike <laughs> when I go back home. <laughs> All right. Well, on, on that note, <laughs> uh, I, I think we should play a little more music here. And this is another uh, piece that from uh, that has really struck me. It's African Market Woman. Absolutely beautiful composition. And incidentally, there's a video that goes with that. That video is up on our website. That's musicfriday.nationbuilder.com. We are coming close to the end of the show, but we have a lot of email here questions for you. So I'm just going to sort of give them to you real quickly. Uh, Mayberry in Seattle wants to know, do you have your own band and do you tour? I tour. I'll be in Seattle in about three weeks. Um, and look, go on the website, send me an email, and let's network. Well, Mayberry, you, you, you hit a home run on that one. Uh, Londonderry mm-hmm. in Los Angeles wants to know, what instruments do you play, and do you write all the music and all the lyrics yourself? I write all the lyrics myself, and the music comes in the middle of the night in my head. So I, I, um, whoever I can find that can <laughs> with the strumming guitar or play a piano, you know, that's who I contact to to get the music out from my head to um, reality. So, yes. And Michelle Rapp in Atlanta wants to know, Is there are there places in Atlanta where I can see you play? Um, I won't be doing anything here until we go to Seattle, but we'll be back uh, toward the end of the year. Am I ever going to see you at Blind Willie's? Um, maybe about 15 minutes. <laughs> I'm just okay. teasing. <laughs> for, those of you for those of you who aren't in Atlanta, Blind Willie's is a very famous blues place in, in Atlanta that uh, those of us who like to hang out at. Well, we are out of time right now, and I want to thank you, Diane, for being with us. This has been so much fun. And uh, when you um, when you release your next album, let us know, and we'll have you back on the on the show. Okay, and I'm a jokester guy, so don't mind me. <laughs> okay, all right. I've, all right. I've enjoyed it. All right, uh, Diane. Your last mm-hmm. album is Reconciliation. You can find her on MySpace and on the web at DianeCameronArtistry.com. You've been listening to Music Friday with Patrick O'Heffernan from the Cyberstation USA Network, the Blog Talk Radio Network, and our radio affiliates. If you like our Facebook page and follow our Twitter feed, you'll get a real-time update on our guests. Vote for your favorite musician on MusicFriday.NationBuilder.com, and we'll invite them to come on the show. Our producer is Lars Christensen. Our program director is Jason Barnlapin. Our intern is Angeline Serrano. Download this and other Music Friday programs at www.blogtalkradio.com slash musicfriday. Be here next Friday. Next Friday, Rory Partin and his big band sound is going to be with us, plus the country western bound western Country Western Band, Western Avenue, joins us. Check our Twitter stream for an update on guests. Good night, everybody, and have a great musical weekend. Yeah.
David's dreams that I've dreamt. Catch him in this linen net. Keep